This is the Bare Knuckle Nonsense Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brent West, and I'm here with Brock Enlow, my co-host. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at VKN underscore MMA. You can follow me on Twitter at Brent West MMA, and you can follow Brock on Twitter at EnlowBrockMMA. Um, we don't have a whole lot of fights to talk about today. Um, we just more or less have some news stories coming out of the MMA world. Um, so we're just going to roll right into that. The biggest one um, is uh, that the uh, video that surfaced of Dana White and his wife having altercation at a New Year's Eve party um, where he was slapped by his wife and then proceeded to slap her several more times. Um, and uh, it's just uh, one of those things where we don't know where this is going to end. Um, we don't know what the exact repercussions are. We know the UFC is not one to cancel an individual, especially one of the caliber of Dana White, the president. Um, but ESPN, the partnership with the UFC, is, is owned by Disney. So um, there's definitely been some, you know, cancelizations within ESPN that definitely weren't just as well. So um, not really sure uh, where this is going to lead, but um, it, it, I thought the video was pretty disappointing. I don't know about you, Brock. Oh, no, for sure. Especially coming from a guy that used to bash beaten women. And he would say there's no excuse, blah, blah, blah. When John Jones was brought up, he'd bash him. Um, yeah, he came out and apologized. That don't change what he did. Um, I know, I doubt he'll get fired. They're not going to strip his company away from him. Um, but I did see that they pushed Power Slap opening back a week. They delayed it. Well... They, so his his power slapping company, which you call that whatever it want, it's at least popular on social media sites just because the matches are short and it's basically just knockouts. So it is entertaining to a degree, but um, he had a partnership with TBS and they dropped him. So they're not going to be televising, at least on that network, anytime soon. If anything, I can see this completely tanking that business venture altogether, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean... And he hasn't even got it really up and running, and then this happens. No, they haven't even had their first event. Um, but kind of going along with what you said, I mean, we Dana White is constantly criticized for, I guess, being, like, constantly putting out basically lies, going back on his word constantly. I mean, we've seen it before with women's MMA where he said there will never be any women's fights in the UFC. Well, that changed very quickly and for the better, obviously, with the rise of Ronda Rousey. Um, and you're you're thinking about, like, a quote that he had back in 2014 where he was like, there's no place for domestic violence in the UFC. Once you get accused of that or charged with that, you're gone. Bang. You know, no discussion. So it seemed like he was taking a pretty firm stance on that. But, um, yeah, then this video surfaced and he's accused of it. He kind of relaxed his stance on domestic violence when he signed Greg Hardy to the UFC, who was, you know, probably the most notable um, athlete in recent memory who had been charged with a domestic violence um, case. And if you've read anything about Greg Hardy's case, it was a pretty atrocious beating. This wasn't just like a punch where Ray Rice, you know, is getting slapped by his girlfriend and he knocks her out by accident. It wasn't an accident because he swung, but I don't think he meant to knock her out, but it happened, and then his career, you know, fell to the ground. Um, Greg Hardy beat his partner repeatedly. 
And I don't know if you read anything about that case, Brock, but he actually picked up his girlfriend and threw her into a pile of guns. So he had multiple firearms in the house. And as you know, guns are dense metal and it, it would definitely hurt if you got thrown into some. So that led to him losing his NFL career and having to rebrand himself as an MMA fighter. Well, didn't seem like it was any problem for Dana White at all to go ahead and give him plenty of fights on the contender series to build up his brand to make Dana White money and then put him in the UFC and give him multiple fights and multiple chances, you know. Um, and it's just sad. And I think a lot of people are really over Dana White's antics. He's lied several times and things have gone back on his word. Um, he, he said before, we'll never do a split promotion thing ever. The UFC is the brand. It is the pinnacle. Anything else would just be a step down for us. Well, when Money Mayweather wants to do a split promotion thing, Dana White's all over it. You know, screaming his name at all these events and different things like that. And they do a uh, split thing with uh, Floyd Mayweather's company. I can't remember the money something organization. And he just seems to not be a very honest person, a person with not very high morals. Um, and then here we are with a video surfacing of him, you know, slapping his wife multiple times after it appeared that she had fell to the ground. Now, they both have come out and said that this is entirely uncharacteristic for him, but I just don't, I'm not buying it. I think if you're willing to do display that in public, then I can't imagine what's going on at home. Even if it, maybe if it's not physical, what's psychologically going on at home, like the verbal abuse back and forth. Now, she's not innocent in all of this. She did throw the first uh, swing, the first slap, but I, the whole situation just sucks, and I really don't know um, when the punishment will end for Dana White. I don't know if losing the TBS deal with his slap boxing company will be the worst of it, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. The way I see it, um, I'm going to touch on a couple of things. Greg Hardy and all that. Um, First of all, I never cared for Greg Hardy. I don't know why he got signed. Um, yeah, I've I read up on that one about how he beat his significant other. I'm assuming that's who it was, but uh, that's why I love seeing him get knocked out by Taju Vasa. I was happy when that happened. Well, he was never a technical boxer either. He no. was just Chaotic. obviously a extreme athlete who could throw a, a winding, looping punch and, and knock lesser fighters out. So he never beat anyone of substantial caliber yeah in the UFC but anyway I derailed you oh no you're good so yeah I was glad to see him get gone and get cut um on Dana White I um I don't know it's you know Dana does a lot for some people you know as you can tell he donated to Bryce's charity he's donated to Poirier's charity and and he, he also uh, I'm derailing you but he also uh, put out a reward for any information on Walt Harris's daughter that was missing he's done some really nice things but he's also done some you know really shitty things as well yeah and I don't want to bash on the dude um, I mean it seems like he's getting a lot of it I'm not saying he's a perfect good dude he's done a lot of good things he's also made mistakes everybody makes mistakes but to hit your wife is I mean like you said and they both came out and said that it doesn't happen, but part of you makes you wonder, is she scared to say it? Is it actually happening? Well, I don't even know if she's scared of him as much as she's scared of losing the lifestyle that he has provided for her. Because if he gets canceled, their income drops significantly. I mean, he's not even making a million dollars a year anymore. 
you know? Yeah. And and I don't know that for sure. I'm sure he has plenty of investments out there and different things like that, so I shouldn't have said that. But um, there is a brand there to protect that promotes your million-dollar lifestyle. I mean, they live in a mega mansion in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? And they have a beach house in and they have Valley. A, ex, yeah, and they have two kids that they support as well. And <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not surprised at all, though, that she came out and said that this is uncharacteristic. Forgive us, please. Because to me, in a way, you signed up for this. You know? Um, there was an interview. I don't know if you saw this, but there was an interview with Dana White's mother years ago, who I don't know if they're estranged or not. I don't know if, what their relationship is like. But she said about their marriage that basically, quote, um, they fight and scream all the time and he's always trying to do the most basically and that it's going to it's not going to lead to anything good it's going to come to a head one day well now it's come to a head in front of the public eye so i i keep losing my train of thought but basically i I don't know i don't know how you rebound from this especially in this day and age now if it was like you know 2002 or something like that it would probably just be something on TMZ and then everyone would go back. But we're in the age of social media. Millions and millions of people have seen that video. And this is not the 80s. You know, I said the most prolific fighter or prolific athlete in modern uh, memory or in recent memory was Greg Hardy when he slapped his wife. But we've seen fighters get in trouble numerous times for domestic violence. In fact, one of the most famous fighters of all time, Mike Tyson, was he was charged and convicted of rape in the 80s. Or maybe it was the early 90s. But... Regardless, um, to have such a big stance and say that domestic violence is wrong and that it holds no place in the UFC and then to sign a fighter like Greg Hardy who, I mean, really didn't deserve to be in the organization just yet. I believe he was like 2-0 and when he had his first fight in Contender Series. So that was a money grab. That wasn't a, well, he's 20-0. and he, We got to get forgive and forget. He's earned his spot. No. He hadn't earned it yet, and Dana White still put him in the UFC and put some scrubs against him. So, I mean, one of his fights in the UFC that got overturned because he used that inhaler in between rounds, that guy was like 5'10". Ben, it was like something Sassoli. I can't remember his first name. but I think you're right, Ben Sassoli or something like that. But Greg Hardy is like 6'5", and can barely make weight. You know what I mean? Like, he was just being spoon-fed, and for what? He hasn't earned it, you know? So... I, we're kind of rambling here, and I keep derailing Brock's thoughts, but no, you're good, dude. I was just, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to make too light of the subject, but I also don't want to make too much of it. Um, I think that he's taken a hit already. I think that he may not get what he deserves. He may get more than he deserves. I don't really know. All I know is that I'm going to keep watching UFC whether he's in it or not. Um, but I do think that there's no place to hit a woman, no matter if you hit the first. Um, and being a leader like that, you got to be smart. Not not even a leader, just being on that big of a stage, you got to be smart and know that you're probably getting washed at all times. And, so. and, and here's the thing, and I know you can't agree with this, and people are like, well, people make mistakes. This was so out of character for me. And yes, out of character moments happen all the time. I, I've, I've been made out of character decisions, but I've never come close to laying hands on a female, ever. Now, I'm not trying to sound all high and mighty, but that, but that feeling goes along with, I don't believe this is the first time this has happened. Um, did you see what Errol Hawani 
Said yeah, about it. yeah, he he was showing him another one, dude. That dude let him have it. But him and Dana don't get along anyway. But um, but yeah, he fed in talking about how dare you? What are your kids gonna say? Well, so and that goes back to uh, when Era Hawani broke the news after like either it was one ninety nine or UFC one ninety eight. Um, he broke the news before the UFC announced it that Brock Lesnar was going to head or was going to be on the main card of UFC 200, which was huge news at the time. Well, Dana White was very upset about that because the UFC didn't get to break it, essentially, and have this big hype and everything. So um, he called him a loser, called him a chump, scumbag, all this stuff. And then, you know, they pulled his credentials out of UFC 109 and kicked him out. I mean, this is the most prolific, or the prolific MMA journalist in modern times, by far. I would say, and you know, to do that, and Ariel released a, on the MMA Hour. He released a video of him, you know, tearfully explaining, you know, his experience and what happened at UFC 99 or 199. And then Dana says that was embarrassing. Your kids are going to see that one day, and that really stuck with Ariel. And we're just retelling his story, but um, basically. Ariel was like, well, what are your kids going to say now that that video's out there? And I just thought it was the perfect burn. 10-8. Yeah, <laughs> such a clapback. really was. But um, I, I don't know. I don't think any much more is going to come out of this just because in today's age with, with people getting canceled, it's very swift and quick. Yeah. And there hasn't really been that much. Now, I don't know if, any, if that means it won't happen, but UFC is a little different than like you know, entertainment companies, you know. Yeah, I don't see him getting, he said he's going to take some time away. I, I figured he'd take an event or two off. Um, but you saw it with Joe Rogan, too, all that controversy, and he's still in there. I think that USC, any other business may have fired him. Or it was Joe Rogan's controversy. Um, racial slurs and... Oh, um, on the pod, on his podcast yeah, when he's like, making jokes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that, I don't know. USC's always got some type of controversy, and they always kind of stick by those people. If to be like you yeah. said with Joe Rogan, for whatever reason, he's become the target of um, the left-leaning media to like discredit him and, and take away his platform. I don't know why. I kind of lean left with my views too, but I, I don't see Joe Rogan as a real problem at all. And I think no. yeah, I think he's pretty fair on this podcast, to be honest. Now, maybe maybe I'm just not looking into it as much, but. We can't keep canceling people, but we're, that's beside the point. Yeah. Anyway, that was a big headline. Um, I'm sure eventually something will come out more of the penalties. Um, another big headline. Um, I don't know if we didn't have this one talked about, but Jake Paul signed with PFL to fight MMA. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Yeah. I should have seen that. <clears throat> I saw- thought I thought I saw something where he was trying to do a contract with Nate Diaz to a boxing match and an MMA match. Yeah, he signed with PFL and then he offered Nate Diaz a two-fight contract, boxing first, six months later, PFL, MMA. Um, I don't know what he's thinking. Supposedly he's been practicing MMA for a year now. I don't know. But also, Anthony Pettis said that if Nate Diaz don't want to welcome you to the PFL, he would. So, Showtime Pettis may step up and... That's a brilliant business move on the part of PFL. Oh, yeah. I'd say. Oh, yeah, because they, they know that they're going to get some UFC fighters. And they'll probably that. pay Nate what he wants, too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. Pettis is wanting him, too. Oh, that's a big name. Yeah, this isn't a Jake Paul fight where he's fighting 
a, another YouTuber or, or Ben Askren or Ben Askren. Um, I I don't know. I don't trust anything with the Jake Paul fight because I don't think Tyron Woodley got knocked out. No, that looked like a flop to me or a and like the, the way he dive. twisted his glove. It was like, all right, here it comes. Here well, it just that. We were just speculating, but it did not look very... Uh, yeah, it looked like he threw out a sign to him. Yeah. It but, didn't look legit to me. But yeah, I, I've lost money on Jake Paul fights, so I'm just, maybe I'm just angry, but still. I've lost money on every fight I throw on, so I'm about to start throwing on the people that I don't want to win. So I'm bet on Islam. Putting some investments in so, you can, win, so you can get your favorite fighters to win. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't see that. How do you think that would go? I think he's going to get... I think he's going to get slumped. He's going to get folded. In both fights? No, I think he'll win boxing. I think he'll win a decision in boxing. But I think, I think Nate be, will just stand there. I think Nate will choke him in the... Take it to the ground and choke him out. Like he did Connor. Right. I mean, you're not going to... If, if if you beat Connor, when Connor was coming up in his prime, you think you're really going to struggle with Jake Paul? I don't know if it's, again, speculating. I don't know if it's about him... Losing as much as it him taking an agreement to lose. Yeah, I don't know. They pay him ten million dollars. You think Nate Diaz isn't going to take a dive? No, he's not. he doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah, pay me money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pay, pay me. But um, especially if he's out of the UFC now, he's going to go fight yeah. in the NFL. I don't know. I don't think Nate Diaz. He hasn't accepted this, has he? No, he hasn't. It just came out. Yeah, right? it came out today. I guarantee you, he's. He'll come on. I want to fight your ass, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. He's a little Stockton. I guarantee he takes it. But I don't know if I don't know if Nate Diaz is the kind of guy that would take a dive. But money talks. I I, I don't know. But then again, if he I loses, would have thought Tyron Woodley was that guy either. But I think he took one. But if Nate loses, Nate still has options in the UFC. And it's like Ben Askren took a dive too. Yeah, um, Nate has options. He'd come back and get the Connor fight, and make money. So I don't think he would take a dive. Well, then that's dangerous for Jake Paul's brand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that was big news today. Um, what about that, uh, who was that UFC fighter that supposedly murdered his wife? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Phil Baroni, um, a UFC veteran, his last fight was in 2011, but through, through the early 2000s and late 2000s, he was one of the more popular fighters. He's from Long Island. He fought out of AKA. Um so about a week ago, or maybe a couple days ago, some uh, news surfaced that uh, he had been arrested in Mexico for allegedly murdering. It was his girlfriend, girlfriend. his wife. Yeah. Um, and just some of the stories here. Um, it sounds like his side of the stories is she slipped and fell in the bathtub and hit her head, and then she went to go lay down in the bed. She asked Phil to uh, to go and get her some cigarettes, and when he came back she was asleep in the bed and he thought that she was just sleeping. So he, then he went to sleep. Well, when he woke up, she was like cold and stiff. And then he called 911. Now, I don't know if that's true. We obviously have no idea how any of these events unfolded. Um, but the Mexican police have arrested him and indicted him for murder. So have they done the autopsy yet? I, I, th I think that's pending. So something will happen. I don't know. You got to feel. I don't know. Maybe he did murder. Her. Maybe he pushed her, and he didn't mean to knock her over like that. She hit her head. Some crazy cow. Maybe he did murder, her, but maybe he didn't. And you know. How so when a spouse, when, when a husband is, th that's a common 
that's not the first time we've heard that excuse like that. Oh, they just fell on their own and then they wouldn't wake up. That seems like a common thing. Um, I don't. I don't think he has a history of domestic violence or anything like that. Um, but if he did kill her, um, I mean, my goodness. Um, you know, he had a great career in the UFC. Now his career did taper off after that when he went to the regional scene. He ended up finishing with a record of sixteen and nineteen. But um, that that's just a crazy story, to be honest. And I saw a lot of UFC veterans and fighters tweeting about, oh, this can't be real. That makes, this doesn't make any sense. It's not the Phil I know. And I mean, I hope they're right. You know, I hope that he gets absolved of any wrongdoing. I hope he didn't, you know, do anything to harm his girlfriend. But I think it does bring up the question again, that if he really did murder her, was CTE involved in that decision making? Because one of the side effects of CTE is irrational anger, spouts of rage, and different things like that. So, I mean, what if he did push her and she hit her head in the shower and then just never regained consciousness? He picks up her body because he's ripped and can do that and then puts her in the bed, you know? They gotta have all kinds of, like, fingerprints. And... I would think that there's there has to be something with the way the wound looks to not match up with banging your head on the shower. Oh, yeah. I don't know. If he did, you gotta feel terrible for the guy because he just lost his girlfriend and he's getting accused of something he didn't do. Wouldn't it have to be, like, a gash or something for the police to, like assume that she didn't just fall. Like, I wouldn't think you would bust your head wide open falling in the shower. And you but can I see, don't know. You can see, I don't know, with autopsy, you can see signs of fight. Like, if there's scratches. <laughs> like, if there's skin cells, his skin cells under her nails. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, but I, as a defense attorney, you could just be like, oh, well, he was scratching her back or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I, I don't know. So he's got quite a legal bat- battle in front of him. Um, but here's the thing. Her body had several bruises. So that would probably line up with more of a beating than just a fall. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to jump too quick on it. I don't know the dude, but from what you're reading, it sounds like the dude's getting convicted for what he did. If she's got multiple bruises. Now, if it was just like one bruise, one bump on the spot where he said, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it says several bruises, yes. so I'm not for certain. Um, but the reason why I brought up CTE is because we've seen several fighters um, have bouts of psychological issues. Um, most notably, I think of Terry Adam. Yeah. Every time when he was knocked out by Edson Barboza in that highlight reel uh, spinning round kick, roundhouse kick, and um, he ended up losing the rest of his fights in the UFC, I believe, and then he was cut from the organization. Well. A couple of years ago, he was arrested or at least detained because he was running in front of cars trying to kill himself. So you mean to tell me this man doesn't have some sort of, you yeah. know, some issues from his fighting career, from trauma to the brain and different things like that? And we don't just see this in MMA. I mean, I also think of Junior Seau, um, who played in the NFL. He played on the Chargers and the uh, Patriots. In fact, he was on that Patriots team that went 18-1, I believe. Well, he ends up killing himself, and he had bad CTE after they viewed his autopsy. So it does just kind of bring into question, you know, what kind of psychological damage, brain damage are these fighters facing? Um, And I also think of one of my favorite fighters, Tony Ferguson, who just went off the rails. His wife had to call the police, and then she had to warn him that he's a professional fighter. She doesn't want anyone to get hurt because he just lost his mind. Now, a lot more things can go into that other than just a fighting career, but... I mean, 
it, to me, it, it just it brings up the question, you know. Yeah, no, Tony. Yeah, Tony's wild in general, and yeah. that man looks like the villain of Kim Possible. But that's another <laughs> note. Uh, makes you think about the who was that dude in the NFL played for the Patriots, played for Florida. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. So Aaron Hernandez, um, as most of you probably know if you follow sports at all, um, he ended up killing a dude while he was playing for the Patriots, and he got sentenced to life in prison. Um, Kill himself. And then he killed himself, and they did an autopsy on him, and he had really bad CTE. Yeah. So, and they're even finding CTE in cases where a high school athlete has died, and they do an autopsy, and they have CTE. So, for someone to take a brunt, like he took some beatings, he lost 19 fights. He was knocked out in some of those fights, you know. And then all those years in training, where you're taking, you know, you're taking mitts to the face, and you know, wrestling, banging your head on the canvas and stuff. I I just wonder if that played a part in this case at all. Now, obviously, we don't know for sure. We weren't there. We don't know the guy, but it's not looking good. So, yeah, I don't know. So many bad stuff going on in the news, supposedly. Right now, sucks to talk about. Um, I don't know if you saw Bryce Mitchell's interview with Brett Okamoto. One of their big topics they talked about today, besides Bryce rambling on about all kinds of other stuff, but they talked about weight cuts and how they wish that they would get rid of them um, and just fight your own walk around weight. What, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, so the UFC has been lucky, um, and I say lucky. On, is on my mind because we recently had the Buffalo Bills players, DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Was it Hamlin? Yeah, it was Hamlin. De- DeMar Hamlin. Um, he was hit in a very awkward manner in between heartbeats or something like that. And his heart stopped on the field. The UFC has been lucky for a, a fighter not to die in their hands. You know, um, Other organizations, smaller organizations, have had fighters die from weight cuts. But we've had several high-profile fighters not be able to finish a weight cut and have to be rushed to the hospital. I think of Cyborg's weight cuts and how awful they look. I think Khabib's been rushed to the hospital before Mm -hmm. over that. And then there's been numerous other fighters that... McGregor's weight cut. He didn't ever get rushed to the hospital, but he looked awful in 45. And it's just... Why is that the norm? Um, The only organization that I can think of that's trying to combat that is one. Because they have the hydration testing. Did you know about that? Yes, but yeah, that's what they talked about today too. Where's... Where like a fighter like Bryce Mitchell would be naturally fighting at his normal weight class. So Bryce Mitchell would be fighting like 180. Yeah. Like uh, he said today, and they would have, so say he weighed 180. I think he said he walks around when he's fully healthy, like 160 something, like when he's in shape. Oh, uh, well, then he would probably fight at one, 170, yeah, 155. Something like that. But so he's he pretty said, small. Well, he fights at 145. Never mind. Yeah. He said that um, the hydration test, they get like two and a half pounds. Um, they do their hydration test that week, make sure they're all right. But then... If they go below that, they have to get back above that before they can fight or something like that. And he said with they should do with gloves and shorts on, like a two and a half, two pound additional to your weight. With mm-hmm. the gloves and the wraps and all that stuff, he said, and that would cut out a lot of people dropping down in weight, like weight bullies. So you see, yeah, so a weight bully that I think of is like Aljo. Aljo, um, really, Dillashaw tried to be a weight bully, didn't work out for him. Hamza. I think Hamzat's a weight bully. Um, who else? We used to see James Vick. He's six three and cut to one fifty five. Yeah, that's a weight bully. Um, 
I think Alex Pereira could probably be considered a white bully because he's huge. Yeah. But, no, you're right. You're right. And um, I guess there'd be a lot of legal things that would have to go down for that to be eradicated and start doing hydration tests, but why not? I think you, I, I don't I can't think of like a single good enough reason to not implement hydration tests. Yeah, cause you got to think. I mean, what's the point in taking a health risk? It's not healthy to cut weight more than once in a month. You could shut down your liver. And over you, time. you saw um, was it Tony too. that cut weight twice just to show you can make weight, and then fought Gagey in that COVID time. I believe that's what happened. But anyway, you saw how he looked in that performance too. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but and why are you cutting weight if you're just gonna Go right to back where you're wearing it. It makes no, it makes no sense. And so instead of having, so like if, if we're talking hydration tests, if I think about Israel Adesanya when he fought Jan at, at 205, he, he weighed in at 192. So if that's his natural weight, then shouldn't Alex Pereira fight at 215? Should they even be in the same weight class? Just because one cuts more weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I don't know. We see this drilled into fighting culture with, you know, uh, high school wrestling and college wrestling, like these kids grow up cutting weight. But that's just, it's so bad for your body. I just don't. And there's there's no point. You could have much better fights that are more energized when you don't have to cut weight. Also, you don't have to worry about weight classes as many, you know, some people can't make, they can't get up to a certain weight, they can't drop down to a certain weight, so they're stuck in the middle. You have catch weights. You, I mean, you just go at what you normally fight at. I mean, normally walk around at. So. And we wouldn't have problems where it's like we have Yaw Romero and Luke Rockhold fighting for the interim 185 belt. And then uh, Romero weighs what? Wasn't it like half a pound over the limit? And yeah. they Didn't said, they only said Luke could win the belt, but he ended up knocking out Luke in that yeah. same fashion. And nobody gets the belt. So you would eradicate that yeah, altogether. With Charles engaging when Charles missed weight. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, come on, like, what are we? It's the it's 2023. Like, why are we still doing this? Why should Charles have lost his belt at all? Like, that doesn't count as a defense for no. him at all. I know, like, to us, he defended his belt, but like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, that was just one of the things they talked about. So that was one of their topics. He also, Bryce Mitchell, hit on how he was low on funds. Like, he didn't want to. Oh no. He was sitting there like he had a couple thousand in the bank he could live off of. He said he could live off of. He could hunt and do whatever. And But he said, his words were, um, you know, they called me off him, Mosnor, and Evlo before, and he accepted that fight. Well, then Mosnor got hurt or something, dropped out. So then they called and said, you can fight Ilya on this date. If not, good luck around till February. And he said, well, he didn't want to take a risk because the anxiety of not knowing if the February fight falls out, then he's broke. Not that he he said he he lives off the land anyway, but he said that you can only live off the land so much. Yeah. You need certain things to live off the land. I mean, yeah. Regardless, Fuel. that just doesn't make any sense. No, um, but to, he said he's not blowing his money. You don't want people to think that he's bad with his money. He invests in a bunch of stuff. He invests in his farm. He's trying to pay all that stuff off. He donates to charity, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the factors, and then he he said he knew he had flu going into it, but. He said he thought he could win with the flu and didn't realize how bad it would fake. I can't imagine cutting weight with the flu. Oh, dude. And then fighting a killer like Ilya. And just getting demolished. And you're not getting your win bonus. I don't. I would like to know what he made. I don't think... I mean, if you're in the top 15 and you're not getting paid enough to where you can sustain 
yourself off of one fight for the next year. That's what. That's pretty concerning to me. That's what Brett was saying. Brett Okamoto. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Bryce was saying, "Well, I'm not complaining about my pay." He said, um, "But, but yeah, you said it yourself. I mean, well, top, then, top ten. Yeah, I mean, and he says, "Well, I'm not done with my money. Well, maybe don't put it all towards bills. Maybe put some of it towards bills and have money to live on in case of emergency." Like when I worked at, I used to work at a bank for four years, and we would call it emergency fund, rainy day funds. And if you're just putting it all into a debt, that's not leaving anything for an emergency. Like, what if, what if his, what if his truck, the transmission goes out, and he doesn't have a ride? Yeah, no. I mean, that's two or three grand right there. So what are you, what are you gonna do? I yeah, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I try to keep. I have a savings account. I have, a, actually, two savings accounts. I have a checking account and a credit card that I keep. I don't put much in my checking just because I try to limit myself by budgeting. That's a security thing too. Yeah, and I don't want people steal money. I like to be able to track, but. My savings and checking, I mean, my savings, two savings accounts, I mean, I, I build those up, like you said, rainy day funds, you never know. And then you invest in certain things, but you don't invest all your money. But I'm not saying he does, I don't know. It's, yeah, we don't we don't know any of that. We keep smack, we keep getting on yeah. Bryce Mitchell, and we want him on the podcast. Yeah, we so love that. Bryce Mitchell. Like, anyway, what I'm saying was, he said that uh, that was a factor, and then he mentioned, he asked about that retirement thing, remember how he talked about it? Like, he's done. After he's walking out, he says something like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. He asked him about that, and he was like, he compared it to being drunk. Like, if you're tired, you're not in the right mindset. It's like, you say things you don't really mean. Um, and he said, along the lines of retirement, he's going to do it. I mean, that's how he pays his bills. And Brett Okamoto asked him if, uh, like, he enjoyed it. What keeps him coming back to a fight game? Why do you want to go through that again? And he said, well, he wants to eventually, you know live off his land, be a farmer, and make that money, but he said he's got to pay all that stuff off. And then he said, last thing, he said uh, that, name another place that you can go make that much money in one night, like legally. Mm -hmm. And he said he can make five mil uh, in his career if he knocks out Volkanovski and and goes out and knocks out all the other people. And then he ended it with a Volkanovski promo talking about Volkanovski is taking easy fights. So that mindset kind of reminds me of like, football recruits where, you know, a four-star wide receiver thinks he's the exception of every rule and that when he goes to this school, everything's going to work out perfectly. He'll go to the NFL, make his millions. Well, that hardly happens. And it people hardly get title fights as well. Um, it's probably less than what? It's less than 5% of fighters in the UFC get title shots. And it's even less than that that actually hold the belt. So to think that you know, I mean, do you think Bryce made six figures off that last fight? No. No. There's no way. Did he make over 50 grand? He should have, but I don't know if he did. I hope so. He donated 13 to, 13 grand to the Arkansas Foundation or whatever. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, and that's great. And, you know, from a religious standpoint, that's what God would want you to do. And that's awesome. So, but still, that just still begs the question, and we've talked about this before, and this kind of circles back around the Dana White. Are fighters getting paid enough? Bryce Mitchell was undefeated to this point, and he took a fight against a very dangerous fighter and paid the price for it. On a sick night. And he should have been compensated very well for that. You know, I, I agree. And I don't want to bash Bryce. You make more money than me. <laughs> All right, so I'm not saying you had to use your money. Um, they used to release fighter pay, and they still might. I can't remember. But uh, years ago, when the back when they were on Fox, I used to go back and look at fighter pay. And I was astonished. I mean, there was guys on the prelims doing five and five. 
Yeah, it's awful. So five thousand show and then five thousand win. win. I mean, to to go into the best MMA promotion in the world, fight the best fighters. The thing is, you get paid five from five. That's not even what you hold. Like you gotta pay coaches. You gotta pay all that. Yeah, you gotta pay uh, travel fees. Yeah, travel fees and like if you just make the five thousand, I don't even know if you're breaking even. No, maybe negative. Like if I was only getting five and five, I wouldn't even bring any coaches. I would just be my buddies in there who, and I would tell them how to like wipe my face off, put water in my mouth for the like, I'll, I'll throw you a hundred bucks, or just or yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. But I, I wouldn't be able to afford, you know, a real training camp, a real gym, and I mean, gym dudes are expensive. Yeah, no, for you sure. Know? So I don't know. Those are all things you don't think about, and like it seemed like a couple of years ago, the average fighter was making twenty and twenty. Like, I think Nate Diaz's first contract, he was making 2020. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, so that was one of the reasons Bryce took that fight, he said, and like I said, I'm not bashing Bryce by no means, because he can, he can whoop my head, and he, he makes more money than I do. I'm a big fan of him. He went to Harding, we went to Free, uh, Christian Brothers Schools. Yeah. Um, we'd love for you to come on the podcast, but, um, but yeah, I just thought his interview was pretty solid with Brett Okamoto. I like Brett Okamoto, too. He does a good job. And if I'm paying more for the... We touched on this last podcast, but if I'm paying more for these pay-per-views, I want it to go in the fighters' hands. I don't want to go in Dana White's hands. Or, you know, I used to... Not not the Fertitas, because they don't own it anymore, but I don't want to go into that company's hands. Endeavor, I don't want to go to Endeavor or anything like that. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know. That's just very disappointing to hear. Um, he should have... He should have six figures in his bank account. You know, for sure, he shouldn't have to worry about his next meal or what he's going to live off of. And another thing that is frustrating about their lifestyle, I'm, I'm assuming, and I don't live their lifestyle, is, like you said, if you don't get paid if somebody falls out. Like, if your opponent falls out, you don't get paid. Then you got to sit there and wait for it. Unless you're friends with Dana, you don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know. Dana likes Bryce, so I'm sure he takes care of him. Um, I know he's talked about... Is he? Uh, I know he donated to his charity. He doesn't have the freedom of speech. You know, because they wanted Dana to cut him off when he was talking all that political stuff. But Dana's good about letting people use their yeah. platform. Um, anyway, without getting off on all kinds of other notes, we have a week. No fights this weekend. Next weekend, we have the first card of UFC 2023. And it's UFC Fight Night. Imovov versus Kelvin Gastelum. The return of Kelvin Gastelum. Um, also on that card, you got Dan Ige. Uh, you got Raquel Pennington, uh, Caitlin Vieira, Umar Nurmagomedov. So I'm sure Khabib will be in, in, in his corner. Um, I'm just going down the list. I'm just naming the big names. I don't see anybody crazy else. Jimmy Flick. <laughs> when have you heard of him? I have not, actually. He's all right. Uh, and then Sarari Eubanks. That's that fight card. And then the next weekend is the first pay-per-view, UFC 283. Glover to share versus Jamal Hill. You know, I don't agree with them doing that. But I don't really care at the yeah. same time. It's not... That's not one of the main weight divisions I care about. I think the main fight that people should pay attention to on this upcoming card is honestly the Ketlin Vieira versus Ra- Raquel Pennington fight. Because if Vieira wins this fight, she's due a title shot, in my opinion. Oh, no, for sure. For sure, um... That's that's one, and then Kelvin Gaston's got to get a win, dude. Yeah, he had a win, and I can't tell you how long. Well, he beat Hasrats or whatever his name is, twin. Hasrat. Yeah. Oh man. I'm yeah. Just, I, 
the deck or whatever his name no, is. No, no. Nash Brass is his last name. I can't remember his first name. But yeah, they look just alike. So, um, I think he bought him. Yeah, he might have. Um, also, we've got a Nurmagomedov Nerv- on the card as well. Um, yeah, no, and he's 15-0, and 0, and he's fighting um, a fighter of Brazil and uh, Rayoni Barcelos. I didn't say the name right, but Barcelos, he's currently 17-3, and 3, but he's the huge underdog at a plus 400 to Nurmagomedov's minus 550. So um, that's that's probably another guy that will be on title picture pretty soon. What weight division is that? This Bantamweight. So there's another Russian to come and take over a division. Yeah, I hate to see that, dude. I'm, man, I like Bantamweight Division too. I don't want to get started. He fights out of Eagles MMA, so you know exactly where he's coming from. That's oh, his yeah. Habib's cousin, yeah. too, I believe. Yeah. Umar? Is that yeah. his name? Yeah, Umar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look alike. So. Yeah, that's... Uh, maybe he'll be slow to the title so we can see Sean O'Malley have I hope so. his, his reign and Cheeto Bear and their fights. Hopefully Cheeto Bear gets the belt. Right. But, uh, so yes, yeah, so we got that fight card. Did, what's it, the 14th? I believe. Yes. Uh, and then, like I said, UFC 283 after. Glover to share Jamal Hill. Uh, Figgy and Moreno. Was it three, four? It's four. Four. Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny, Paul Craig, Johnny Walker, Lauren Murphy, Jessica Andrade. I love, I love Paul Craig, so oh, I'm dude. excited to see that fight. Yeah, there's bangers on this on this card, so. Brad Tavares. Yeah, Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares was, um, was uh, Phil Baroni's last fight in the UFC. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 2011. So he's been doing the thing for quite a while. That's back when Brad was super young and like a hot prospect. So. Uh, so yeah, so I'm sure next week we'll have an episode breaking mm-hmm. down the fight night. Um, any big fights that got announced that caught you off guard or that uh, that you're hyped about? Um, I think just the it's not it's not booked or anything, but the rumor is is that. Um, they're targeting Nganu and Jones for UFC 285, um, I think in April, which, oh, that's too far out. But um, that would be super exciting. I would love to see. I'm, I'm tired of waiting, so I would really love to see John Jones at heavyweight, and it would be awesome to see him fight one of the GOATs at heavyweight as well. I guarantee he comes back for an international fight week. And that's in the summer, I think. Which maybe they're doing before, and they bring McGregor back for international fight week. Maybe that's what they do, because um, I know he's wanting to come back. That fits McGregor's timeline. Hasn't hasn't McGregor said he wants to fight in like May or something like that? Yeah, that early. Yeah. And I hope. I mean, I don't know. I want to see him fight. I don't care who he fights. I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I love watching him. Um, I'm not excited for the potential Sterling versus Cejudo matchup. No. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Supposedly, it's not a done deal, but that's where they're leaning to. Um, with that being said, also in that division, they announced Cheeto Vera, Corey Sanhagen. Let's, I'm going to break into the February month. Go because ahead. we're stacked in February. Because we open up with Garrett Lewis versus Sergey Spivak, that fight night. Then you go to um, UFC 284, Islam Volkanovski, which has that. And then the interim featherweight title fight, Yair Arias, Josh Emmett. Then you go to Cheeto Vera, Corey Sanhagen, fight night, which I don't know why it's in Apex Center, but... I don't know why it's a fight night, but that's free. I can't complain there. You know what else is exciting? Not to throw you off. I do that every time. You're I'm good. so no, sorry. No, you're good. You know who's coming back in that Lewis versus Spivak card? Who's that? Do Ho Choi. You haven't heard that name in forever. No, that's, dude, that's a long time since I heard his I name. I know. His last fight, I believe, was in 2019. He fought Mike Perry, didn't he? Uh, yeah, 2019. No, he did not fight Mark. Or he didn't fight Perry. He um, 
he had that war against uh, Jeremy Stevens, if you remember that. Yeah. That, yeah. that was like fight of the year, maybe in 2018, or it was close to it. Um, and only went to the second round before he got knocked out. And then after that, he fights uh, Charles Jourdain out of uh, Canada. And he ended up losing to him, a fighter he probably should have beat, who was 13-6. But he didn't. But uh, he, he's taking a lot of time off. Um, thought about it. Um, he's the babyface killer. I know that that's Brandon Moreno's name, but, I mean, look at the dude. Yeah. That is, he was like a child. He's fun to watch. Um, yeah, he's currently 14-4 and four with uh, 14 of his wins coming way of – or 14-4 and four with 14 of his wins coming – 11 of them coming by way of knockout. That took forever to get out of my mouth. But um, that's a fight I'm looking forward to. I hope he can get a win and get back into the picture. Um, they haven't released odds for that fight yet, so um, we'll see. He's fighting – um, he's fighting Kyle Nelson out of Canada, um, and uh, that guy is thirteen and five as well. Um, he's had several fights in the UFC, but he's actually coming on a two-fight losing streak, and he's one and four in his last five. So this is do or die for him as well, maybe. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting fight, and it's also it's the co-headliner or the co-main. Yeah, I mean, co-main. it's just. February stacked. Yeah. And I'm hoping they put Robert Whitaker back on that Perth card. They still need to put fights on the Lewis Spivak card, That's too. what I'm saying. They still haven't even filled it out, but just the headline names. Lewis, Spivak, Makachev, Volkanovski, knowing that that's a... And then we get a treat in Vera Sanhagen on a fight oh, night. We ain't got to pay for that. I know we pay for ESPN+, Plus, but still. And they ju- jump prices up on each other, but I'm not getting into that. Anyway, I'm nervous about that fight. Mm-hmm. I really am. Um... Because Cheeto Vera is not a guy that wins rounds. He don't win rounds. Like, no, he has to finish. Few fights, he has to finish. He's lost a lot of rounds, and he just he hunts them. Um, and I feel like Corey Sanhagen is very disciplined and technical in his strikes. So I wasn't happy with from a fan of Vera. I wasn't happy with that matchup. I was hoping they throw a title fight on it. You know, it rumored like we talked about last right. time. They, I don't know if they if they're going to or not. Maybe they're waiting to see what Cejudo and Aldo do. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, and then there's still an open spot to headline February 25th on that fight night. So Hmm, interesting. Um, also on that 284 card, we have Jack Della Mandolina. We might have already talked about that, but he's fighting a great opponent, Randy Brown, so that's a, yeah, we predicted that's a hell of a fight. We predicted so. he'd get on that, remember? Yeah, we, we thought so because it's in Australia. Um, we also have that interim uh, featherweight Bout with Josh Emmett and Yair Rodriguez. You might have already said that, but in Volkanovski, they asked him who he thought would win that. He leaned towards Emmett. Believe it or not, he said if Emmett uses ground game and striking, mixes it up, well, he thinks he can win. I don't think it's. I don't think that's that shocking because Emmett's the more well-rounded fighter. But I do think Yair holds a distinct advantage on the feet, so it will be up to the takedown defense in that fight, in my opinion. And you got to think, Yair's the other than. Volkanovski, Yair, has had the closest fight with Holloway. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe, I think Yair may go out there and spark him, but also could see Emmett doing his thing. Um, we've seen Emmett spark people, and we've seen Emmett get sparked, too. Now, he's only 18-2. and two. I mean, that's a great record. And he's won, um, he's won five fights in a row against Michael Johnson, Mirsard, Bektik, Shane Burgos, Dan Egan, Calvin Qatar. I mean, my goodness. I know that Calvin Qatar one is a little weird because he tore his ACL, but um, his last loss was in 2018 when he got starched by um, Jeremy Stevens. And w- the fight before that is what really put him on the map when he knocked out Ricardo Lamas. Yeah. Or Lamas. L- Lamas or something. Yeah, Lamas, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so there's that's a solid fight. I'm that's a great fight, but I don't know who's going to win because my gut tells me that Emmett's going to have the better game plan because yeah, I don't know. I don't he fights know. out of uh, doesn't he fight out of uh, yeah he fights out out the mail, um, and then uh, Rodriguez fights out of uh, a Mexican gym and ballet flow striking. I think that's a Mexican gym. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know for sure. I'm not gonna definitely not bet on that one. I will throw some cheese on the Volkanovski Islam fight on okay. Islam, hoping that Volkanovski wins because anybody I bet on loses. So yeah, and I touched on this last podcast too, but I I, I, I don't know who to pick for this fight. Just because I've, I have thought Volkanovski was going to lose several fights, and he goes out there and just performs and looks amazing. Um, Islam is, you can say he's not as experienced in title fights because he's only had one, but Volkanovski's fought 26 times, and Makayev has fought, um, he's fought 24 times. So, you know, they, they have equal experience there. Now, I don't know how much of Islam's. You can say it's padded. I know he kind of had a, a light run to the belt. I mean, his best win before he got a title shot was against Dan Hooker. And then he fought Bobby Green before he got the title shot. But, I mean, he did submit Charles Oliveira, which many people thought he would do. So Yeah, but then again, you got to think, he's also been Spartan unconscious. Yep. So I That's mean, his only loss, too. That was, I know it was early on in his career, but Volkanovski's nothing to play around with. Um uh, I can't wait for that one. I've been sitting here counting down the days. So that there was, is a size. There definitely is a size advantage to Makayev. Mikhai, I'm just gonna say Makayev. I, I can't keep messing this up. You're good. But um, he is five ten and Volkanovski is five six. He has the length on him. Um, let me see here. He has a. He actually doesn't have a reach advantage. I was about to say Volkanovski is known for his weirdly long arms. Yeah, he has an inch advantage over Islam. That's nuts. And he's, I'm telling you, there is a size difference. Volkanovski's big. Like, he's... He oh, he's a stout, dude. Like, he, he came in at 215. I mean, he didn't come in the UFC at 215, but he fought at 215 before. This is one of those fights that I really want to see what the ground exchanges look like. And then you go back and watch Volkanovski's fight against... I know it's not a Dagestanian wrestler, um, but you watch his fight against Chad Mendez. When he gets taken, he gets right back up. Like... Just the and way he, he stands out, up. Chad, in the second round. Yeah, dude, it was. I don't know. I'm I'm rocking with Volkanovski on this one in my heart. I ain't betting on it, but uh, Volkanovski's been in five title fights, um, with four of those going to decision. So he's got a gas tank. Oh, yeah. Not really seen Islam push to the brink too many times in a fight. So yeah, he's got what three fights against Holloway. Yes. Uh, one against Zombie, one against Ortega. Yes. Uh, Ortega then Zombie, but. And he was testing Ortega out of that choke. Um, We've seen him in deep, deep, deep waters and weather the storm. Um, I mean, he was in a choke for what? Like a 60 seconds straight? Dude, yeah, I don't and know. He, and he got out of it. He was turning purple. Yeah. I mean, he was squeezing all the blood vessels in his head. But like like you said, he was able to get out of it. And I, I don't know. He's just a super impressive fighter. I don't want to bet against him. I don't know if I'll touch this fight, to be honest, because I really just don't know how this is going to go, because my gut says Islam has the wrestling advantage, but if, I, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. If he, uh, can he take him down consistently? I'm not sure. I'm hyped for this one. That's all I can say. This one, Worst case scenario is he treats him like every Russian from Dagestan treats their opponents. He takes him down immediately and controls him for five minutes and then chokes him out. 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be upset, but I mean. And shout out to Volkanovski for taking this fight. I mean, this is this is a huge risk, really. I know he wouldn't lose his belt at 145, but his brand would hurt. Yeah, he lose pound for pound. He would lose pound for pound. Islam would probably take that. And but I don't know. Solid fight. Yeah, it's a great fight. It's a, like I said, it's a it's a late Christmas present. I said that in last the last cast. So speaking of the February, the month of love, you know Valentine's Day, they've given mm-hmm. us a lot of love with these. Fights. They really are, you know, despite raising the the pay per view price on us, they really have given us quite a bit um, to look forward to. Um, I'm not the the card at UFC 283. I think it's kind of sneaky good because they got Shogun on there as well. Yeah. Um, he's fighting. He's fighting a Ukrainian fighter, Ihor Poteria. Uh, yeah, well, he's nineteen and three, so that's a pretty good fight. Um, and they're fighting at light heavyweight, so it's always nice to see Shogun, who seems—I know he's not at the top of the game, but he seems to be ageless as far as his skills go. Yeah. So uh, Shogun is currently how old is Shogun? Let me see here. He is forty-one. Forty-one. I mean, this guy was a killer in pride back in the day. So, to see him fighting along, of course, we get Brad Tavares versus Gregory Rodriguez. Um, I touched on that a little bit before. Um, but, yeah, there's just a, a Cody Stamen fights on, on that card as well. Solid. Yeah, like we got Terrence T-Rex. We got Terrence McKinney on that fight as well. On that card he fight? He's fighting Ismail Bonfim out of, <laughs> I definitely didn't say that right, but he's fight, he fights out of Brazil. He's 18-3. That'd be a solid fight. I like T Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. I know I keep saying it, but dude, February's loaded. You got. I'm just gonna go over the order: Lewis Bivak, the security for Volkanovski Islam, and then Cheeto Bear Sanhagen. And even before we get to February, in the end of January, we get 283. Where we get Jamal Moreno. Hill and Teixeira and Teixeira, and, and then Figgy Moreno for yeah, Figgy Moreno. Uh, so it's exciting. Then, yeah, there's an open slot at the end of February too. And then the only way that February could get any better is if. They throw Robert Whitaker on there and the Perth card, and they fight Alex Pajeda for the belt. Because if Islam, I mean not Islam, but if Izzy's going to be off for several months, give him a title shot. Like I would be absolutely shocked. If, oh, me too. They're not going to load that Herrera card that much. Took that, took that fight. But I hate that Robert Whitaker don't get to fight in Australia. Like, they don't go to Australia much. Give him somebody. I know mean, you don't want to take just anybody, but who is he fighting on there? Paul Costa, the eraser? Yeah. Yeah, that's the last or maybe they'll rebook it. Maybe they'll sign Costa. I hope so. I hope so because even though Paulo Costa is is kind of a, a a jokester and a troll on social media, I mean the guy is a specimen. Yeah, he apologized to to uh, Rob about the situation. Cause well, you can't hate Rob. No, it's hard to talk trash to a guy that's so likable. Yeah. So yeah, I like yeah. Rob. But so yeah, before we wrap it up. Anything else you want to talk about? Is there, I was thinking earlier, any fighter, I know we talked about John Jones McGregor, obviously, but any fighter that you haven't seen in a while that you'd like to make it, like, or you feel like you haven't seen in a while, come back. Do you, do you have one in your mind? So for me, yeah, for me, I know we've seen him last year, but Justin Gagey, the guy, we haven't seen him in months. I know he, he his last fight was against who? Oliveira for the belt. He got it's choked been, out. It's been a long time. I think that was in, where, I know I had that post. Yeah, that was May 7th. So we haven't seen him since May. I don't think. Unless, or did he fight Chandler? I think that, yeah, he fought Chandler. In November, maybe? No. Damn, dude, you got me all. 
I don't know, but I just feel like I, <laughs> I, I just feel like now I know that he's fought recently. I just feel like I haven't seen Gage in a while, and mm-hmm. I like to see him come back. But then again, who's he come back to? Unless they sign Eddie Alvarez. I think he wants a belt. He yeah, wants a no. belt fight. So uh, I, I really don't know who they go with, to be honest with you. Um, let me see here. I'm pulling up his stats on Sherdog to tell you when the last time he fought. No, you're right. It was Charles Oliveira. I could have swore that he fought since then, but but I think wrong. he fought. Yeah, it was May seventh. He fought Chandler to get that fight, I believe. Yes, he fought him in November of 2021. Yes, okay. So yeah, you were right. I was just misunderstanding <clears throat> you. Um, did you have him? And then my other one would be Colby Covington. I guess I want to. Oh, yeah, Colby would be great. I feel like we're inching closer to a Colby fight, oh. and I think Colby versus Hamzat is going to be. That is an amazing matchup. That's like the two. That's the two best wrestlers in that division. Maybe the two best wrestlers in the UFC. If if you think about, it, I would put Colby in that conversation. I would. Yeah, he's solid. And you know, I, I think that would be an astounding matchup. I really don't know how it would go because, like we talked about, Hamzat seems to run through the competition. But it, when he met a great fighter in Gilbert Burns, it, he it, he was tested, wasn't that? Yeah. I mean, that was that was an insane performance by Gilbert Burns for someone who looked absolutely untouchable. So it's three rounds and. Comes out of gas. Yeah, he looks super gas. So Colby got the for, tank. Colby's got a super engine. I mean, Lamborghini engine, and Hamzat's running on like a Volkswagen engine. You know what I mean? So um, while he has the horsepower, he doesn't have the gas tank. I, I use so many words to get to that one point and agree with you. But <laughs> anyway, um, a fighter I want to see come back and fight is Stipe Miocic. Um, we haven't seen him in quite a while. I, I think he's taking a little bit of a break, a hiatus from the sport. He's earned it. He can do what he wants. But I think he wants a title fight, and I don't think the UFC wants to give him one. It seems like the UFC has not really handled his situation or Ngannou's situation very well. No. I mean, because Stipe, say what you want, that's the greatest fighter in the heavyweight division ever. Oh, I agree. You can't say Ngannou's better because Stipe also has a win over Ngannou. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know Ngannou's probably the most intimidating fighter of all time at heavyweight, but... I mean, he's beaten the best of the best. He's beaten DC twice. Um, you know, he's beaten Alistair Overeem. He's beaten uh, Junior Dos Santos. I mean, the guy is the guy has put left his stamp on the sport. And right now, unless Ngannou defends the title more than him, he's still a goat in my opinion. So I would love to see him come back. I thought he was going to get the John Jones fight for a while. Um, I think that's a better matchup for Jones, but um, but I don't know. I, I would love to see him come back. I hope they don't feed him to Sergey Pavlovich, because that just that that just screams immediate knockout to me. But um, I don't know. Maybe he comes back. Maybe he'll fight Curtis Blades or something like that, which is also a dangerous fight for him. But yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we've forgotten about Stipe in the heavyweight division. I mean, I know his name's always brought up, but we haven't seen him fight in quite a while. So I would like to see him get a fight and get a couple wins in 2023, sure. if he's willing. He may be one of those fighters that. I've done the thing. I'm rich now. I'll fight once in a while, and that's fine. It's his life, so. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. I, I forgot about Stipe before you even said. I have a I, heavyweight has always just been my favorite division. So I because it's just knockouts after knockouts. So I just really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, going back on Covington, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Bilal. I think he beats Bilal. Yeah. Um, I don't like Bilal. I know we talked about him last week. I'm not a fan of him. But he is good. I give it to him. Yeah. 
That, that, that matchup makes sense, too. I, I know the UFC is a little weary to give Covington another shot because he's lost twice now. But it's a new belt holder. So I think if, depending upon how long Usman wants to sit, Colby is just, I mean, that's a gold standard for a contender. So if he's able to beat either one of those in Bilal or Hamzad especially, um, he should get another title shot. I don't care who, who's holding the belt. Yeah, and then another last last one, Holloway. I don't know when we saw him fight uh, Yair, but I don't know who he comes back to fight. So you, I know don't see. I, you know what I think? What? I think it's time to hang it up. You think so? I think he's still a, a master at boxing. I think he's a, a very talented fighter, but I don't know. I don't know. Go, who ra- go raise your kids, dude. I don't know. Like, I've seen you take some brutal beatdowns, and... That's probably probably a silly thing to suggest because he's only really lost to Volkanovski. But he's no more contender still, too. I just don't think he retires. Which I mean, I get what you're saying. It's like if you can't be Volk. Speaking you... of weight cutting, remember when he cut weight and he was doing those interviews? Yeah. And it looked like he was like on death's door. Yeah. And they ended up pulling him from the fight. He like he was like lost, but that was like that was like a concussion slash weight cutting issue that that caused that not to go back to the very beginning of the podcast, but or the middle of it, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's something to consider. Um, who would Max fight? I don't know. I mean, I don't know who you feed him. He beat Yair, and he and Yair. Yair's fighting for the interim title now. I don't understand why they did well, Max. Well, depending upon what Volkanovski wants to do, if he beats Islam, does he go back to 145? Yeah, it's true. If Volkanovski beats Islam, I guarantee he'll take a Benio fight or maybe even a Connor fight at 155. Well, then turn around and whoever wins the Emmett fight him, and give, him. Give, him the, give them Holloway. And then... They Holloway wins and maybe you see Volk Holloway or maybe Holloway can finally put it together. I thought he I thought he won one. Well, of those I thought three. he put it together in those first two fights, yeah, but no. the judges didn't see it that way, and he certainly didn't put it together in that last fight against them. So yeah, no, but those are just some fighters that like I when I was for real coming into the sport that were like on top that I they were fought a lot. Because like, I mean, and I, Max is another one of those dudes that's just so likable. I mean, yeah. he's a great father. Um, he has real respect for the sport. He puts on a show. He's fought the who's who. I mean, he's beat Aldo twice. Um, he barely lost to Connor. Well, not barely. Connor beat him soundly, but it was a it was a show. So, um, he fought Poirier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I wasn't a fan of UFC, you know, until probably twenty fifteen, late twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. That's when I really started watching it. I didn't really know what it was before then, but. So, I mean, when I came in, Holloway was the man. You know, McGregor was the man. If we had any type of viewers, they would rip into you for just saying you started watching in 2015. Yeah, I know. But in my time was similar around that, too. So I'm just, I mean, I didn't really know what it was. I grew up in a, we didn't really order pay-per-views. <laughs> no, I didn't get into it until college. So Yeah, that's really when I got into you know. it. But, but <laughs> we're not casuals by no means. We watch prelims, we watch all this, and we know what we're talking about. Somebody wants to say we're casuals, going get his ass whooping, but. <laughs> when, I, when I went to UFC 276, we were there like an hour before the first fight on the on the fight pass prelims. That's what I'm saying. And people. like the you could you can just tell who cares a lot, and then you can tell who the rich people are because the rich people like Shaq came in like in the middle of the co-main event. Yeah, dude, that's that's why, dude. If you're paying that much money to sit ringside and you don't even come for the whole, that, that money's not. They don't mean nothing to them, dude. Meanwhile, yeah, we're out here busting at nine to five and paying for a rap. And we're, we're we're having to budget to make these trips. You know what I mean? And I, 
we actually paid for pretty good seats, but we weren't on the floor. But I mean, we spent seven hundred fifty dollars a pop. Like that was more than our vacation almost a piece. You know what I mean to go that UFC card, and it was worth it entirely. UFC puts on a great show. Do you get um, anything? Like you get a little collector bag or anything when you go? No, you do not. Not at all. That's why they need to give you a little. And then the drinks were like twelve dollars a piece. Oh, like it was. It's a. It's a. It's an expensive experience. UFC's doing it wrong, bro. You need to hire us. Like straight up, put stuff in. I know you're getting off cheap, but you advertise little action figures. People buy. Them. I'm not talking about those garbage action figures that don't look anything like the people that you put out about a year and a half ago. You put out little collector action figures like you used to. Zuffa made them. Like people would collect those. You put out more than put out cars that aren't. $1,500 for a box, right. people will buy those. I mean, you put stuff, people go to the, like the events, you give away like a, a bag with like a who's fighting who, a wristband or something that says UFC 2, whatever. I know they put on like International Fight Week where they have an event where you can go meet your fighters and stuff, but other than that, UFC is not very fan friendly. No. Do you, I, mean, I mean, maybe have like a Comic-Con but UFC version. Have people travel? Well, I think that's kind of what you, International Fight Week is, but you got to go to Vegas and yes. everything. It's not like they have multiple of those. And then you come back to Nashville. You see, come back to Nashville so we can don't have to travel to Vegas. Yeah, Bridgestone, Bridgestone Arena is a perfect fight venue, too. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, or come back to Atlanta. Somewhere close because I'm not dropping 1000 for a plane ticket and then 700 for a fight. I can't do that. Well, I did, and it was great, but... Couldn't do anything else the rest of the year special. You know what I mean? So I've got to where I don't know. I've got to where I go I book a cabin when there's a big fight coming up, I'll book a cabin in Mammoth Spring, Arkansas. It's chill. Sounds weird. And I'm getting way off topic. Do you have a hot tub out there? There's a hot tub, I sit there and watch it. I fish, I trout fish during the day. Oh, that's nice. And then I cook fish at night. That's vacation so, right there. Oh dude, it's nice. And it's they're like two hundred bucks for three days. Me and Maddie are about to go to Blue Ridge, Georgia. Really? Yeah, they got like really nice cabins for cheap on Airbnb, so we're gonna go up there and just basically just stay at the cabin the whole time. Tell me, Airbnb's to move low key. I went for that Connor uh, Poirier two fight to, uh, to Mammoth Springs. Well, that ended up sucking for you. But. Yeah, no, and it was it was bad. But I saw O'Malley fight on that card. Um, Who did he fight? <coughs> I think he fought on that card. He fought. Um, I can't remember who it was. He won. It was. It may have been the. It wasn't the green hair dude, because that was when he... It wasn't that was Chris Montino. Yeah, that was when he broke his leg. So maybe... I don't know. I thought he fought... Wasn't it him. Chris Montino? It was Chris, it was Chris Montino. Yeah, maybe it was. Montino. But, uh... Who's now been cut. Which, that, yeah, that was the... That was when he, the third time he fought Poirier, though, I think. Yeah, so... I don't in know. that fight, he, he snapped his leg in half. But, yeah, but anyway, I go there, and I, I try fish during the day, cave explore during the day, you know, chill. And sit in the hot tub, watch fights, and there's nothing like that. Bro. I pay that 200 bucks any day. Yeah, that's great though. That sounds awesome. So, um, yeah, um, I love rambling. So yeah, it's so, like my favorite thing to do. Anyway, we're going on and on. We'll put out an episode next week, highlighting or previewing the first fight, fight night of 2023. Yeah, the Gaslam versus Emavov uh, fight. Um, we'll get into that. We'll have to kind of read up on some of those fighters because we don't know them that much about most of them so um we'll do that um anything else you want to say we're about to upgrade our systems yeah we're about to get three mics and not have to sit so close to each other and talk into one and maybe you can actually hear us without turning your car volume all the way up so we're going to have some guests on um 
you know, we're going to have a couple of our buddies on who are just in, just as into UFC. It'll probably make for better conversation and, you know, have some different voices that you can listen to. And some arguments. We'll probably get some. Yeah, that, that would be, that's, me and you agree on too much, to yeah. be honest with you. We're too nice to each other. Yeah. So that, that would be nice to have someone to have some banter with. For sure. It makes it more fun, entertaining. If you're just some random dude, listen to this. If you could just, I don't know, tweet. Tweet our pocket, Dude, we are, we are poor. We are struggling. We're in like, like, we need help. So, like, just, you know, re- give us a review. Give us a five-star review. You, you can say whatever you want. Just give us a five-star review. That would help us out a lot. Um, maybe tell some of your buddies about it. Um, we're trying to get some sort of ad revenue. We, we know we're far off from making any type of real money, but, I mean... If you guys could do that for us, that that would mean the world, honestly. Or send us some questions on Twitter that we can talk yes, about. Yes, BK, at BKN underscore MMA. I'm going to tweet this podcast out and comment some questions that you would like. Now, when I look back in two weeks and there's nothing on there, I won't be surprised. But that would <laughs> that would be great if you guys could do that if you're out there. Um, I got a gold Volkanovski card that I will raffle off if we get 100 subscribers. In this year, that's, I, I mean, it's pretty interesting. Start days. Yeah. So if we get a hundred listeners, uh, Brock will give away his uh, three hundred dollar card to somebody. See, we're making bad decisions for you guys. That's you what I'm saying. Me? I'm not getting anything out of it. And uh, I recently bought a um, a signed Tony Ferguson glove. Um, if you guys want to um, ask some questions on there, maybe I'll feel generous. And then um, I'll uh, give that, that glove out to somebody. I'm still waiting for it to come in. It was supposed to come in yesterday, and then I checked it today, and it's in Spokane, Washington. So not it's not looking good. But Anyway. Um, yeah, so shout-out to uh, Elliot Burgess. He provides the intro and outro music for this. And, uh, yeah, you know, just thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Like I said, leave us a review. Tell your buddies about our podcast. We're, we know we suck at this, but... We're having, we're having fun doing it, and the sound quality is about to get better. Uh, eventually, we'll get a table and some YouTube content, at least so you can watch us visually and see how fat I am and how in shape Brock is. So We'll do some um, card breaks. We'll do some card. Yeah, UFC card. Rips, breaks. You can do rips where that means uh, they can get some. Like if they want to pay 10 bucks in, I rip them, put them in a certain order. If they want oh, to buy we can do like a raffle or yeah, something like that? they buy into the rip, and they get a certain oh, slot, cool. so whatever card I pull. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, Brock's gonna do that because I don't know anything but about. But you, you can uh, sit there and watch and chill. I will totally sit there and watch you do this for sure, for sure. But anyway, thank y'all for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Um, yeah, y'all have a good week. Coming around here ain't easy for me. It's been so hard around here since you. So tough for me to watch you